She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. And now it's time for Rants with Molly. Fuck, they can't take a joke. And Evie's dad was a cheating bastard. I'll put it in the notes. Fuck it. Don't give up on us completely. Shovel, buddy. And then you have your dog and your nachos or whatever. Smelly cat, smelly cat. (laughs) I'm going to need you to ring a bell right now. The word of the day, kids, is cliche. Molly wants the business. That's it. (laughs) Then I go, Zoltan. (laughs) Hi. Hi. So I'm still sick. I hear that. <laughs> Henceforth, the band cough. Uh, it's like Phoebe. You need to like. I'm so smelly sick. cat, smelly <laughs> cat. So if if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, you will notice that this is not a pink wall behind me because I am filming on location today. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. Correct. Um, so and- henceforth, the way I sound. <laughs> And I went to Florida to visit my in-laws. And so I've been here um, this whole week. And because I love you, Molly, and I love our podcast, and I love our fans, I am filming while I am away from home. (laughs) Um, But I don't have my bells, so if you could help me out with that, like, I... No um, problem. I feel like I'm I'm letting Nurse Katie down by not having my bell with me. Um, but I do have a a request from Piper. Okay. Um, so she asked if we were going to cover Percy Jackson, the series, and I told her, um, probably not. I'm not a big fan of the series. I mean, I, I love mythology, so I wouldn't mind doing it, but it's a long um, series. That's a really long series. Mm -hmm. And she requested that I give out this PSA. Okay. The movies are garbage. Read the books. Okay, Piper, you have been heard. <laughs> she needs me to make sure that everybody comprehends this. Okay. The well, books I are mean, spectacular. The movies are garbage. I mean, that's usually the case with most series, right? Um, she, yeah. The but, Divergent books were, well, the first Divergent book was, like, really good. The rest of the series was like, yeah. But I yeah. did like the way it ended. But the movies were garbage. Right. So. Right. Um, I mean, but if a 12-year-old says so, it must be, you know... In I mean, stone. That is law. <laughs> exactly. Because the tween said so. <laughs> right, right. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, good, quiet. It was just us and Sister Beth and, okay. and my yeah. kiddos, but yeah, I'm fighting this sinus cold. You guys I had know. a good time, right? Yeah. Um, so it's usually just the four of us because we never have lived close to family. Um, so... When we lived in Houston, we used to have everybody to our house. Um, Well, I guess we had a Christmas that year that uh, was Libya's, Liv's first birthday. Our first, first, it was first Christmas. First Christmas, yeah. It was like a little peanut and like what, like a month old at that point or something. Almost two, yeah. She was so tiny. She Um, still is. Her first Christmas, (laughs) I know, she is. So her first Christmas we had at my house, but... We haven't really done anything else other than just, you know, the four of us. So um, our school district changed our calendar and gave us a whole week off. And I said, let's go see your parents. So we rented a little house um, and I made dinner for everybody and it was good and it was great. And so now everybody's out 
looking at Christmas lights so I can record our pod. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should talk Dive about this book. Oh, about. this book. Oh, oh so this sorry. book. I'm just gonna now. So, so we're we're talking about instructions for dancing by Nicola Yoon. Um, this cover is just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous cover. Um, so Instructions for Dancing by Nicola Yoon. So this book actually came out this year. We haven't done a book that was like this current. Like we've never done anything from no. this year yet. Um, and so that was a first. I picked this book because I love Nicola Yoon. Her first two books, uh, Everything, Everything, and The Sun is Also a Star, they make my best of list. They're of my favorites. Really? I really love them. I love her writing style. I love the tragedy and the romance, and I love all of it. Um, mm. Mm. This, this is not a good introduction, Nicola Yoon. Um, this book is full of romance cliches. Yeah. Um, it felt like a first-time writer's book. I agree I, with that. I agree I with that. never, like, and at the end, she does this whole, like, um, in the audiobook, it's read by the narrator, like, the narrator of the audiobook, but... Is it the author's note? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, an explanation about the book, and it just right. felt... Right. So, I feel like her other I two books know. have a lot of the cliche pitfalls of romantic books in them. Um, but I didn't mind it from the other two. This one, um, it did not feel. It feels fresh. forced, right? Right. Yeah. It, it was not. It was not my favorite. But before we get into that, let me give a summary. Yeah. Synopsis, if you will. So Evie used to love romance books. She knows all the subgenres and the acronyms. But that was before her dad had an affair on her mom and broke up their family. Now Evie is giving up on romance books and the thought of love. While adding her books to a neighborhood little free library, she encounters a strange woman who serves the role of a fairy godmother who gifts Evie with the ability to see relationships from their beginning, middle, and end. When Evie witnesses a couple kiss. After seeing several couples end, she decides she was right to give up on love. Enter X, a hot musician who becomes her dance partner for an upcoming LA ballroom dance contest that will benefit X's grandparents' dance studio. Even though Evie fears there will be an end to their relationship with X, she finds herself falling for him. And there's a lot of dancing. A lot of dancing. It's <laughs> a lot of dancing. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's I get guess, into it, I guess. I guess let's get into my questions. Like, I actually, I'm not going to lie. I really had a hard time writing questions for this book because I was like, I mean, I didn't really like it. Like, like I gave, I gave it a three on on Goodreads, um, but really I mean that's about. I would give it a two and a half, three. Yeah, um, two and a half. They don't they don't have three. They don't have halves on Goodreads, but to me, it's a two and a half. Yeah. Um, so we're rounding up. Yeah, I was rounding up, I'm being generous. Um, <laughs> At least one but, of us is. <laughs> but I mean, it was difficult to write questions because there's no depth to this book. Like, it, there's no substance. It is so single layered. Oh and yeah. And I mean, the cliches and mm -hmm. the pitfalls of common writing start right. early. I mean, she places oh, it in, she like, she puts it in LA. I right. mean, well, she's from LA. Well, she lives in LA. She's not from there, but she lives in LA. So I guess we could kind of forgive her of that. Like, she's it just writing still, it feels, lives. it feels cliche. It's like <laughs> writing about New York City, a fresh young face in New York City who's just trying to find your way and find love. Holly? It's just, 
hold that thought for oh, what no. we've got coming in December because fuck the book we're going to talk about in December. <laughs> um, but yes, I agree with you. Like there's no, there's no like freshness to it. It's really no. stale. And even for like a YA book that does usually have more cliches, you know, in like, especially in the romance, like this is even worse. Like it's worse. Right. Um, okay. So I guess I'm just going to jump in. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> So, if you were given the ability to see a relationship from start to finish, would you view it as a curse or a gift? Evie considers it a curse, but the fairy godmother type character considers it a gift. But what do you think? I think it's a gift. Mm-hmm. I I like knowing shit about people. I'm nosy. Oh my gosh. My Period. <laughs> so, being able to know something about someone that they don't know... Mm-hmm. Would be kind of fun. That's <laughs> Molly wants the business. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I have a, I'm in a different headspace than Evie. Period. Right? Like, yeah, right. Well, I, I mean, I guess because we're already in that, you know, love space. You know, we've been, both been married for a long time. How long have you and Matt been married? Um, this been year, um, March, not March. May will be 15 years. Okay, so for us, June will be uh, 12. Yeah. So, a good so long we've while. been married for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, with her, okay, I'm sorry, I cut you off. That's fine. <laughs> um, but even, like, I don't know, even single, pre mat, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm callous about relationships, is, I guess is mm-hmm. the best way to say it. Like, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I, I'm just prepared for the worst. I've always been prepared for the worst. It's part of my upbringing. I just wait, I'm always wait for the other shoe to drop. It, Molly, that's called anxiety. <laughs> also ADHD. Right. <laughs> um, it, I just, I don't know. I also am super fucking nosy. Like, <laughs> I don't think I would like it. I would definitely consider it to be a curse because of my anxiety. I would feel like it would um, make me feel more worried about my relationship. I feel pretty damn secure in my relationship. And, um, you know, I have to say that because he's going to edit our pod for us. (laughs) I, on the other hand. (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, I feel very secure in our relationship. And even like the one couple in the book, ex's grandparents who are like super in love and have been married for what, like 60 years or something at this point? Yeah. Like grossly in love. It's nasty. Yeah. Like they're still like really cute and they're like older. (laughs) Um, Like even they have an ending. Um, I mean, it ends with them both dying together. Very cliche. I mean, all relationships end, right? Like one way or another. At some point. Right. Exactly. But I don't think I would want to know. Like, I don't, I don't want to know. Um, and I, I, I don't really care about people enough to want to know their business. <laughs> so if I knew things you don't want me to tell you is what you're saying? Molly, you would tell me anyway. <laughs> That's fucking facts. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, I, I do just, tell you. I tell you everything. I literally could just be like, why did you tell me that? And you'd be like, uh, because you're my best friend and that's what we do. <laughs> and you don't come to me unless you want honesty. Let's not lie. We this don't go to Molly point. Biggs unless we want fucking honesty. It's so. a good point. It's a good point. 
You want your hand held? You're going to have to go to another person because I am not that friend. You come to me for that. You come to me for that. I hold your hand. (laughs) I will tell you I will try to be gentle, but we all know at the very end. Yeah. That ain't going to (laughs) happen. That's true. I'm not sorry. It really is amazing that we are such good friends. (laughs) Because we balance each other out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what it is. It's the balance. Yeah. All right. So if you knew when and where, sorry, when and how your relationship would end, would you still go into it? Yeah. I'm a big fan of Matthew Biggs. I like him. (laughs) Well, I guess I don't think I meant like necessarily Matt, but yes. Like, I mean, I mean, I've been through a array of different kinds of relationships in my life. Right. Um, I had a high school sweetheart who he and I and our relationship ended after he graduated and mm-hmm. I was I mean, we're still we still talk now. We text each other on each other's birthdays. We're still you know That's, that's weird, Molly. That's no. Weird. Like I think okay, I don't even want to know my ex boyfriends exist still. Like they like, don't need to I, exist. I'm out of my major relationships. Mm-hmm. I am friends. With all but two. Okay, well, here's another difference between us because I, besides Tom, only have three other relationships. Yeah, I know. I, I know what it sounds like. But what I'm saying is, is um, let me try to phrase this differently. I see people grow and change together. That's mm-hmm. how your man- marriage is held up. That's how my marriage is held up. Right. And sometimes people grow apart. And you yeah. become different people. And well, and you and Matt got got married younger than Tom and I too, because you were in like your early twenties. Yeah, yeah. And I was in my late twenties. So like that's a different. I mean, you're still in your twenties, but that's a totally different place in your life. Truth. Um, I, I would using Tom as the example. I would definitely have still entered the relationship because like. I anticipate that one day my relationship with him will end in one of us dying. Right. Like, I mean, that's what I went into when I married him, right? Till death to us part. So that is exactly. what I envision. Now, if well, something was going to go awry and like that wasn't going to be the case, I don't think I would have know- wanted to know. Because it's it's like what Evie says in the book when she says that she wouldn't want to know how she dies or she would want to know how she dies. But X is like, no. Evie's like, I want to be prepared. And X is like, no, I would be just anxious all the time. Right. I'd be waiting for it, the, the the other shoe to drop. And that's right. how I would be. So I wouldn't want to know. Right. Um, um, well, we have a rule here in the Biggs house. Uh-huh. It is death do us part. But I get to <laughs> it die could first. Be murder. <laughs> no, 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 no. I get to go first. I don't have the emotional wherewithal to live post bat. We are, we are too, it is too, I am a, we are Two little algae that have grown attached to each other. And I think mm-hmm. if we just, I don't know, we're codependent to a fault, I think, sometimes. Well, I, I tell Tom that I want to die first, too. But, um, you know, eh. I, think, <laughs> I think if I died first, he'd probably live a very lonely existence because he's not a social creature. Like, I make him so The boys will make sure he's fine. Will they? Sammy will. He's a good boy. There you go. There you go. Sammy will. Not James. I mean, James will love his, loves his father very much. Don't yes. get it twisted. No, he does. It's he does. Just, it's 
just the social cues of that situation may not be. <laughs> He's, they're not going to help each other in that department. Let's uh, just say that. I promise I will help the boys comprehend and process the process. Oh, okay. So what you just decided is not only do uh, you get to die first in your marriage, but I get to die first in our partnership. <laughs> so, okay. Fantastic, fine. Molly. Fantastic. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying if you go first, let me say that. If you go first, I will make sure things are squared away. Yeah, I will leave them struggling. Well, you know Tom, very well that Tom used to have a plan that he was going to move to a log cabin in Montana, and he was going to eat chips and cheese like every day, <laughs> and he was just going to be there with his dog. And this was like before Sam was even born. And I was like, so wait a minute. Not only do you outlive me. You skip town without our son, and our dog outlives us, outlives me. So I it's have just shitty dogs. all around. It's just shitty all around. I have one of those dogs. Fucking Rocco's still kicking, ain't he? Man, he is old. Dude, so old. We are He's so old. off topic. Oh, my God. Well, Molly, I mean, it wouldn't be a Book Besties episode if we didn't go off the rails. Yes, um, Rocco is old. He actually turned 17 this year. Aw, that's so cute. Papillon flipped 20. I don't know what that is. That's the type of dog he is. Oh, all right. All right, so what are your thoughts on Evie's dad and his affair? Okay, we're going to have a book fight here. Oh, are we? (laughs) We are. Um, I know how you feel about affair. We were on the same page with this. Um, I mean, I don't condone cheating. Right. I don't. But... You sometimes cannot help who you fall in love with. Mm. No. No. Yes. No. Love happens. Immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> Here, I'll do Come it on. for you. All Thank I'm saying you. is love happens. I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's supposed to happen that way. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying it happens. No. I'm saying it's a part of the human condition that our heart sometimes wants things we don't should no. have. No. Love does not happen that instantaneously. Lust. Lust happens that instantaneously. But lust turns into love. I mean, for some people it does, but like, I think it's absolutely absurd to say that love just happens. If you are in love with somebody else, then you are in love with them. It's not an in and out thing. I know that, I know I'm the minority of this, but Tom is the only person I've ever been in love with. That's wonderful. That makes my heart so happy for you. So I don't understand this whole going off and just falling in love with someone else nonsense that's nonsense to me and it's worse to me like i i texted you this but like i strongly feel this way when a marriage ends because of an affair it is not the death of a family it's a murder somebody murdered that family and as the daughter of somebody my parents were never right for each other i mean they were complete chaos and it was it was a terrible marriage anyway but the reason they had finally split up was because of my stepmom, like they had an affair um, and then they got married like a year later. I mean, they've been married for like 30 years at this point. Like their, their relationship is very good. But if I would have understood what happened as a kid, there's no way I would have been the person to attend their wedding. There's no way I would have like, it just accepted her because she killed our family. Now, ultimately our family was not in a good place, but that doesn't sound like it's the case of this book. Like, it really sounds like Evie's parents were in love and Evie's dad was a cheating bastard. But, okay, I'm going to, the mom very much said 
she, I mean, her Evie's mom told her, she's like, your father offered to go to counseling. I said no. She chose to let that marriage die. She chose to let that situation kill their marriage. That it was a be, two-parter. It could be a little bit pride on her part. Not everybody can bounce back after an affair. Like, I mean, I understand that. I would... I, I mean, I think I would still try counseling, but, like, I don't know how you come back after that. You know what I mean? And especially because of how I feel about Tom. Like, that's the only relationship I have that I've, right. like, loved somebody, you know? So um, I don't know how you bounce back after that. I don't. People grow apart. It happens. But if you grow apart, then you then you say that to each other. You know what? We are not in that headspace anymore. We've grown apart. We're living separate lives. Let's get a divorce or go to counseling. One or the other. Right. You don't go and bang somebody else. Like right. it's just not acceptable to me. It's not acceptable to me. It happens. I'm not saying and, it's right. I'm just saying it happens. And like it's I have human condition. It happens. I don't like reading books that have affairs in them. And so that, oh. that that's one of the reasons why I, I gravitate towards a YA because there usually isn't that, but like, you know, this was a parents doing it, but I mean, and the parents do it. I mean, it, that's real life, you know? Kids watch their parents have affairs. They they see the divorce, you know, the family fall apart. I don't want it to be real life, though. <laughs> it's not going to be for you. I mean, I hope not. No, it won't. Because Tom will just go missing. What the? Oh. <laughs> gotcha. I'm like, where is he going? Oh, right, right. Shovel, buddy. <laughs> right <laughs> right um <laughs> well i mean i can't laugh too hard i'll start a coffee <laughs> i i really had uh an issue with her dad being so insistent that she come to the wedding and then like the the bridal shower it's like um, it, well, it, it, he was more concerned with his feelings and his new wife's feelings than how his daughter was feeling. He I don't necessarily really was more concerned with their feelings than her, her feelings. I don't think he was necessarily concerned with his with Sheila's feelings. The the stepmom. I think he was concerned with how he felt. Um, I but but here's what I thought the entire time. He wants her to come so that she is essentially saying what you did is okay, right? And it's not okay. Right. And like not letting her tell the sister. Oh my I'm gosh, sorry. That was my little sister and I back then told each other everything. Mm-hmm. There was no secrets between Jesse and I back in the day. Like well, I mean, my brothers are significantly younger than me, so like that right. would have been, you know, but Right. But if Jesse would have caught Bill cheating on mom back in the day when we were little, you don't think I would have been the first stop? Right, right. <laughs> I think that wasn't fair because that made her live with it. Right. And no one else wanted to live with it. Like, right. everyone else wanted to ignore it. And that's why, like, right. that brought that on. It wasn't a big deal. Right. It's and just sitting I'm, on her shoulders. It's bullshit. I don't get how Danica did it figure it out because, like, I mean, she Danica's does ask absorbed. She's like, people fall out of love all the time. But, like, your dad is literally marrying somebody shortly after sweating with your mom. Like, it doesn't happen that quickly. The I mean, math maybe, don't add up. That's for sure. Right. Like, maybe at her age, people jump around like that. But no, that's not, not, no. Mm -hmm. You don't get out of Um, a marriage and run into another one if it wasn't. Since we're talking about the bridal shower, can I mention what happens in the audiobook? Because 
Please do okay, it. Okay, so um, in chapter 42, when they go to the bridal shower, uh-huh. um, the audiobook narrator is reading from our main character's point of view. Mm-hmm. And as she's starting to become overwhelmed by these feelings, right? the audiobook narrator starts choking up like a real person who is telling you this story right. would. It is. It's powerful. Right. And when she runs to the bathroom and starts mm-hmm. crying, her the narrator's crying, and it makes you cry. Like, you wow. are sitting... It, if you get a chance, this book is worth listening to on audiobook, and... It, or at least that chapter. It just that chapter because it is just my heart still hurts. I it hit me hard. Like yeah. I struggled with this book a lot for different reasons, but mm-hmm. like the whole that whole scene and like it's just oh you right. really felt for her in that moment. You really felt everything. And that is kudos to the audio narrator. Right. Couldn't tell you who that is right now because what's well, uh, okay. shit together. Um, I'll put it in the notes. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I really had a hard time with that scene because I don't understand how you can't feel shame over what you did if you're right. Sheila. Like, how do you not have shame right. over this? And her mom's like praising her and she had this hard life. Your daughter broke up a marriage. She broke up a family. I'm wondering if they had no idea. Well, I'm sure that they didn't. But also, like, how do you not know? Like, like you first of all. the best of your children. Yeah. I, it's I mean, I'm telling you, I couldn't believe no one was like talking about her. Like, like. Right. Evie's dad's sister who's sitting there like aunt whatever the fuck her name was why isn't she like uh why the fuck is she like how's your mom doing like I would be like right that whole thing would be so uncomfortable it's so awkward I mean I think like I'm awkward in general so I don't know how I would have just started laughing because I mean a second marriage could be awkward anyway but like especially one that was so quickly after a divorce like yeah I mean, I don't know. I hated that whole scene. I hated it for Evie. It made me really sad. Um, it made me angry. Like, I just don't understand how you don't feel shame that right. you, like, you broke up a family. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. So uh, I guess we can change gears here. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you think Evie's mom is right to protect her girls from the truth of the divorce? I guess we kind of already answered that. Um, yes and no. I feel like they're old enough to kind of know the truth. They're both in high school. They're mature enough to comprehend what cheating is. If they're mature yeah. enough to have romantic relationships, they're mature enough to understand what happened in your marriage. And honestly, I would be pissed if I found out later as an adult and, like, didn't have all the information them. Um, I mean, I can uh, I can see where you're coming from, but I also hate it when parents go through a divorce and they pin the kids against the other parent. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, her mom didn't want them to know because she didn't want them to hate her Pick dad. Sides. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I respect her for that. Um, it might Better be a little bit of 
it might be a little bit of shame or embarrassment on her own part. Like she yeah. cheated on and <coughs> well, I mean, she's Jamaican. Yeah. I don't know culture. You know, I don't know the Jamaican culture. I don't know what that entails, but maybe it's I cultural. Mean, maybe I mean, it's her just upbringing. As a, just as a woman, I don't think I would be okay with that. Hmm. Um, all right. So what do you think about Evie's friend group? Let's talk about the friend group. Martin so we have, my, sorry. So we have Martin, He's a white boy, dresses like an English professor, friends since elementary school. Sophie, super smart science girl, possibly bi. They never really define it, but she does need two girls in, a, in the book. Cassidy, super rich, parents gone a lot, lesbian. Um, those are her friends, Those the four of them. And they eat at the Waffle House, which is very Leslie Nope of them. <laughs> yes. Um, Martin is my favorite character in this whole book. He's pretty great. Um, from the big reference to Zoltar, which <laughs> automatically makes me go... This, here's the ADHD brain again. Zoltar. Then I go, Zoltan! From freaking, uh, Dude, Where's My Car? I just thought it was really, like, uh, a great reference, except that it made me feel old because Evie didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And I was no. like, people don't know big anymore? Like, what is this life? I know. And then, like, um, I knew he was my favorite character when they're at X's show, and mm-hmm. he's like, this is my first rock and roll show. <laughs> okay, Grandpa, calm it, down. It, that honestly made me think of the episode of Parks and Rec where Leslie goes on a date, but she doesn't know she's on a date, and it's with an old man, and he's like, you can go to the rock and roll show. I like rock and roll shows. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Martin, you are an old man. He's even named like an old man. Like, come on. I know. Uh, he's pretty great. Honestly, he's the only of her friends that I liked. I couldn't really stand the other girls. Um, I don't know how they, it, it just doesn't feel like a natural cohesive friend group. It really doesn't. And like, I get it. Like they were all in the same study hall in middle school and they just sort of became friends. But like that friendship doesn't last. A friendship that started in your study hall, it doesn't last. They have Her nothing in common. Her, Her and Martin, Martin, yeah. will be friends for life. Right. But like Maybe they have too. nothing. Yeah. I think that friend group was destined to fall apart. Even if the oh, girls yeah. didn't date. I feel right. like. Right. They're all too different. They're all too different. Yeah. I didn't. And I really didn't like the girls. And um, I mean, I can't fault them for dating each other. I mean, I dated guys that I, were in my friend group and that was awkward when we split up. So like, I yeah. get it. Um, but um, I don't know. I just didn't really like them. I just didn't really like them. I, I didn't like them. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. I, it felt like they weren't good friends. Right. Right? Um, I get your feelings are hurt that your friend doesn't like you guys dating, but she mm-hmm. just went through, which you guys know, she just want, watched her parents go through a wicked divorce, and she right. is sitting here saying she's afraid this is going to ruin your friend group. She is telling right. you her fears and you're taking it personally and attacking her and getting mad at her instead of being like, okay. I mean, it was a little selfish of her. It was a little selfish of Evie, but um, I just didn't like them. I don't think they had anything in common. Like, why would they even date? Yeah. Because they, they are in the same Because they spend so much other. time together. I mean, it's you saw easier. it in high school. Yeah. So I don't, I, the thing about Martin I didn't like was his big crush on Danica. Like, I'm glad it's that the cliche sim- thing. Yeah, well, no. For the, the best cliche- friend to be in love with the sibling. No, the cliche thing is for the best friend to be in love with the best friend. Right. 
Um, which I'm glad it didn't go that route because I like her and Martin as friends and not as a relationship. Right. Um, but I didn't like his whole crush on Danica. The way he talked about it, it just like I don't know. As 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 a big sister, would you feel uncomfortable if your friend was like all talking about your little sister like that? Well, the girls in this book are closer in age. They're like what a year apart, maybe. I think two. I think two okay. years. My little sister and I are four, almost five years apart. Okay. If well, my high fair. school friends were talking about my middle school sister, they'd, they'd be on the ground. They'd, they'd be on the ground. That's so. Fair. That's fair. Jesse was a child when they were 18. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Different boat. But, it, it, I mean, if they were, you know, if Jesse and I were 18 months a year apart, Go ahead. It's Jesse's life. She'll shoot you down. I know my sister. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> nice. Um, <coughs> all right. So let's talk about let's talk about X and Evie. Are okay. they the OTP, the one true pairing? I don't know. It feels this whole book feels forced, man. Like their relationship feels forced. It's just. Oh, a girl's not, a girl uh, falls out of love with love, and then she magically meets a boy who is her perfect match. I'm going to need you to ring a bell right now. Fuck. Man, fuck. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Like, there's some really cute moments. Like, Honestly, it's like a fucking Hallmark movie, right? right. There's some cute moments, like when they're writing the song, or... Uh, also cliche right like it, it, how does she know about writing music she 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 must know about writing she's into books doesn't that mean all no the readers not the same reading, thing right? not the same thing and one of the lines <laughs> one of the lines she changed it from what he had and what he had was better and i was like what is this the fuck is wrong with you people terrible <laughs> i don't know i mean x is like He's hot, right? He's the hot rocker. He's, like, all indie and, like, smooth. And he's all carefree. And he says yes to everything because he's got trauma. Um, I don't know. I also have, okay. So, listening to this book, and they're talking about last names. And I have beef. Mm -hmm. His last name is Thomas. Her last name is Johnson. Mm -hmm. Couldn't we have picked any more of common last names in the God-blessed world... To Nicola Yoon! Your last name is Yoon! Why did you pick some common names? <laughs> Are we that lazy? Are we that fucking lazy? <laughs> I mean, honestly... <laughs> honestly, that's part of the reason why it feels like a first-time author. Because it's full of cliches, but it's also like these things... Like, you made the comment when we read An Absolutely Remarkable Thing that April May was, like, the filler name, right? Right. So it just feels just, like those are filler names that you put, you put a real name in later, right? Nicole Yoon, I don't know you, babe. <laughs> uh, oh, we're going to go down the rabbit hole with Molly again. Um, and now it's time for Rants with Molly. Miss Yoon. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> We know your writing's not this lazy. I don't oh, know what the 100%. fuck's going on with this book. Babe. Just maybe. Just just fucking maybe. Um, yeah. Have an editor next time. Take and a she, breath. 
Kid. I mean, this is not this is not somebody who is first time. It's not somebody who's fresh off the street. Like um, she has two books that were so wildly and popular, they were adopted into movies. And also, um, friend, uh, there's a little feature on your computer when you're writing. It's called, called Control F. It says Find, and uh-huh. it'll find all the words that are the same. Uh-huh. And, and you can defi- change them, and you can fucking change them. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. this wasn't Back a hard on. problem. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. uh, sincerely. Okay. Your book, Bestie Molly Biggs. <laughs> so, I mean, Sorry. if we're looking at this through the lens of we don't mind cliched romance, um, X is the perfect boy for Evie. Uh, it's very, like, it's very Hallmark movie. Like, yeah, you know. It is a Hallmark movie. You know, from, the, from, you know from Jump that they're going to fall in love with each other. Um like, you know, she sees him riding her bike and it's over from there. Right. Like, I but get it. I, it, it. And that was a very, it was an interesting meet cue. I will give her that. Their yeah. meet cue is him riding a stranger's bike. Rude, first and foremost. And he moved the seat. And <laughs> two, she overhears him breaking up with another girl or dealing with an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Weirdest meet cue I have read in a long time. Yeah. I also, I also, um, yeah, I thought that was, you know, cute. Their first kiss was cute. Like, it was awkward and, like, bumpy and, like, they kissed teeth and, like, But they also were drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, I freaking forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. He was just very cliche. Um, 100%. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I don't understand why... Um, she couldn't see their future when she kissed him the first time. I think it, I think it was because they weren't. She wasn't fully in love with him. Well, I mean, moment. I think that's the argument that Evie makes. Like, but the author also, or I think that's the, the argument the author wanted to make. But Evie uh-huh. mentions that she's been in love with him the whole time. Like, she know, knows that. But really maybe she, it's, she just time. didn't admit it to herself or some shit. You know, well, whatever. That's so cliche too. Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. Um, and I kind of wasn't totally surprised. We're going to give away a spoiler here. I know this is a brand new book. Um, it's not brand new. It's been out for a few months. Okay. Fucking spoilers, y'all. Don't listen past this point if you want to read the damn book. Moving on. Well, come back in like five minutes. Um, don't give up on us completely. So uh, the fact that he dies at the end, well, I mean, I guess we don't really see him die. We know he's going to die. We're informed um, about it, yes. Right. That wasn't surprising to me because I have read two other books by Nicole Yoon, and I just know, like, tragedy is, like, a part of them. Now, nobody dies in either of her other books. I should I should say that. But um, there's also not really happy endings. Like, it's, right. like, really, like... Melancholy. Uh, it's like the murky ending. It's like, okay, potentially there's a happy ending, but also it's more realistic. Like one of the reasons I love the book, The Sun is Also a Star, is because it it doesn't end in a cliche. It doesn't end in this, oh, everything worked out perfectly and everything's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm disappointed that the movie actually changed it to be that way. Um, because I thought that that was the brilliance of that book, that it didn't end perfectly. I've seen the movie. Yeah, well, I've never the, seen movie, the movie ends differently than the book. Um, but Good to know. But him dying, that just seemed like, well, of course that's what's going to happen. Of course it seems he's aggressive. Die. Because that's the only way that their relationship can end, right? I mean, if we're going to use the future, wouldn't we, like, 
I don't know. Why did she tell him? Like, okay, hey, um. Instead, she breaks up with him. I thought you'd die. Right. I'm concerned for your well being. Right. What's going on, doctors? Get a fucking checkup, huh? Right, right, right. Instead, she, like, breaks up with him so that he won't go to New York City because if he doesn't go to New York City, maybe he won't die. And maybe she won't have to deal with the heartache. But come on. Like, thank you. I mean, this guy is, like, real hippy-dippy anyway. If she told him that she's been having these visions. He'd be like, cool, tell me more. Right. He says yes to everything. He seizes the day for everything. So all she really needed to do was be like, bro. Bro, go get your heart checked, man. That band is fucking cursed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to know: do the rest of the bandmates die young? Like, who knows? Uh, maybe they'll give up on the band after that. I don't know. I don't go know. Away. But go to Alaska, buy a cabin, and just be alone. <laughs> going to Alaska is also a great way to die. Like a lot of people die going to Alaska. <laughs> Not a good choice. You go somewhere like where there's like no traffic and no people. You go to Wyoming or Montana. Um, and then you have your dog and your nachos or whatever the fuck. Okay. Um, we hear you. You've been seen, husband. Um, so, all right. So, I don't know. I just think like she should have told him. Um, I don't know. It just feels weird, you know? I don't know. I, it's a bad choice. This is the first book I have truly disliked since we've started this pod. It is not the first book that I have truly disliked since we started this pod. But um, it's a close second. I mean, you do. You do hate without a doubt Emily Giffen something borrowed. So. Well, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of Discovery of Witches, but I know that you love that. So I know. I'm sorry. Ouch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't like To Kill a Mockingbird, so. I love it for you. I love Discovery of Witches for you. See? By the way, I went to Barnes & Noble today, and Discovery of Witches is on the trending on book talk table. I've not I was surprised that. Because I haven't either. I, I'm not I on TikTok. I think I'm going to go fucking look for it. I, I'm not on TikTok. I mean, our pod is on TikTok. Go follow us, Book Besties Pod on TikTok. Um, but I, I spend more time on Instagram, which go follow us there too because I post videos and yeah. it's all it's all fun to watch April be super extroverted. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, but I haven't seen Discovery of Witches on there, and so I was surprised. But um, um, the show's doing really well on AMC, and I think that's, that's how the why. book for the first book got such, such good traction. Mm, it's getting be. a second life. It's good. It's great for Deb. I'm happy for her. Well, Dune is getting a second life, but that's still terrible. That book is fucking. Uh, I don't have any desire to read it. Like, and I, my, my husband who reads fantasy exclusively was like, "Yeah, don't waste your time." So I was like, "Cool." I didn't want to. Anyway. I have started and stopped that book six times since middle school. I think didn't Nurse Katie ask us if we read it? Yeah. And we were both like, no, fuck that. No. <laughs> Don't bother. I can't make it past the third chapter before I go, fuck this shit. And I but, I, but I feel like I need to put our disclaimer. If it's your favorite book, right. just because we don't like it, we love right. reading. We support we reading of all kinds of reading. We're, I'm going to judge you for your reading, but also encourage you to do it. <laughs> right, right. And we will be more than happy to talk to you about it. Yeah, like, 100%. I'll talk to you about just, it. 
just we just don't fucking read it ourselves. So all right, let's uh let's let's get uh back on topic here. So I've got a couple more questions. Um, but one is about Fifi. So I love her. We haven't even really talked about the dancing of this, which is also very no. cliche. Which is a major part of this book. Right. So basically the whole reason she's at the dance studio is because she ends up taking from the Little Free Library in the book Instructions for Dancing that says return to whatever right. the hell the dance studio is called. And uh, Martin, who's the only person that knows about her powers, tells her Super she has to go. Logical Martin. He's like, that's your next step. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, but with no dance experience whatsoever, Fifi and X's grandparents decide that she is the perfect candidate to enter a citywide competition for amateur dancers to win notoriety for their dance studio. Because that makes sense. Like the that competition. Totally up. The, the competition that's like their major competition. I'm just thinking to myself, those people have been practicing for years. Like they're not like Evie who just started dance like a minute ago. Like what the hell? Um, but Fifi was complete comic relief for me. She was. She so was. I was kind of wondering uh, what you thought about her. Um, I liked her. Uh, I thought it was, I mean, a Russian, it, a, a Russian dance instructor is not. That is so like, fucking crushing. <laughs> like, it is not groundbreaking. She right? has to have an accent and she has to say words differently. Of course she does. But it's a great character. It's written, well yeah. written. She's funny. Um, it is I think she was the most rounded character too. I don't know. I like Martin. Uh, but Martin maintains the cliche male best friend. That is true. Where Fifi kind of gets to let her hair down and be a little wild and say things like, uh, you have no hips and be sexy. Yeah. And well, this it, dance is sex on, on heels and things like it, that. Martin's the guy that picks up a choose your own adventure book, flips to the end and goes back to front to figure out how to finish the book. Properly. How do I beat the book? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No offense Martin, to the Martins out there, but this is exactly <laughs> who you are and you know it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so um, did you feel like the fantasy element of this book worked? Like, a- um, I will say it is. It was a different aspect to taking on the YA romance, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, being able to see the future is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been Freaky Friday'd our heads off. Right? I kept thinking about that. So Raven, um, it it just feels right. Feels cliche. The word of the day, kids, is cliche. Yeah. Um, like, please ring a bell for me here. Nicola Yoon. Oh, I, boy. I love your books, your other two books. They're so good. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Realistic fiction is your jam. Stay there. Fantasy, not for you. Not for you. Stay in your lane. <laughs> We're never going to get authors to come on here if we talk about them like this. No, you know what? You're going to come and join our pod because we're honest. Not everybody wants a glowing review. 
Some people need honest feedback, and there's okay with honest feedback. Yeah. I don't know if we need to be this honest, though. All right, so... Fuck, I'm making take a joke. This is... This is my last question, and I know we're, like, we still have, like, 13 minutes to spare. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did we do that? But, um... Will you read Nicola Yoon again? Will I don't her know. Yeah. This is my first... I. All right, so now I have to just put one of the books on the pod list and make yeah, you read it. I don't think you're going to get me to read it unless you force me to, honestly. I have to, I have to prove to you that she's better than this. Like, I have to prove it. I'm not, I'm really unhappy with put, this Sun is also a star. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> everything, everything is also really good. Um, the Sun is also a star. I rated higher on Goodreads, so maybe we'll do that one. Um, but, Molly, we have, like, books picked out until... Uh, September for next year. I just year. added two. We have, we have books until September picked out. Like I, I've actually added two books to September. I wasn't sure if we were going to do banned books month again, like we did this I year. I think it's a good idea. So I just put two banned books on there just in case. <laughs> um, but good uh, vacations. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I guess I have another question, but I mean, I feel like the answer is going to be a lot. Um, <laughs> Well, is there anything you would change about this book? Um, yes. Uh, a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, major factoring being, um, I feel like the story went really fast mm-hmm. as a writer. Um, things, especially when you're working with this kind of fantasy where it's mm. realistic fantasy, where you're doing like mind control and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you drag it out, right? Mm-hmm. The goal is to have the character struggle with it first. Right. She didn't even struggle with she it. Didn't. She went straight to fucking Martin. She right. then, you know, she didn't even fight what Martin said, which right. most main characters would be like, no, fuck that shit. I'm going to pretend and hope it goes away kind of thing. And right. then eventually, go, like, I just right. feel like there's room for improvement in the fantasy element of this. Right. And as we are both avid readers of fantasy, I can, I mean, I'm not a published author, so I can go fuck myself for all Michelle, Nicole Yoon knows. Yeah. But right now you're a professional podcaster. (laughs) And a semi-pro writer, if I have the time. (laughs) And by professional podcaster, I mean that someday somebody will pay us for this. Hopefully fingers crossed. I'll give you a penny. That'll make you professional. And until then, we'll keep saying not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag um, not sponsored. Um, uh, I, I, we're both avid readers of fantasy. And so, like, it's it's just hard for me it, to, like, just she just didn't do mark. it well. It yeah, just, she didn't do it well. Um, I think she was like trying someone... to do, I think she was trying to do, like, a fairy tale. And I think, like, we you mentioned the author's note um, at, 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 earlier in the pod. But, like, she was dealing with the death of a loved two one. people. Yeah. Two loved ones when she wrote this. And so I think she was looking for fantasy. I think she was looking to be taken out of reality and I can respect that, but she didn't do it well. I feel like she did not do enough reading of other people's fantasy because there's plenty of romance fantasy out there. Oh yeah. Otis Ripper romance fantasy. Oh no, no. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you can get that from the selection, for example. I know that's dystopian, but it's also like fantasy romance as well. But I mean, even things in this lane, like with the mind reading and the power control or whatever, like there is just see what's out there before you just dive into it. Kind of. Right. And, and one of the lines from the author's note was that she feels like she was proud of it and she had to defend it. And like that to me, that's your red flag. The fact that your publisher was like, uh, maybe not. Yeah. That should tell you something. Like, right. I just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't for you, boo-boo. Was I will say there was one line that truly stuck out to me. In this oh, book. yeah. And I think it's the same one that I liked. Um, it's the end of chapter 54. Uh-huh. It is, the problem with broken hearts isn't that they kill you. It's that they don't. Mm-hmm. Now, that was, that hit yeah. right in the soul. There is a lot yeah. of. There's a lot of great things about this book. Right. I mean, there's not, it's not shit writing. I mean. Right. No, it's not. It's not the, lazy the, the or any of that. Beautiful right. And right. the story moves. Like there's no dead spots. It just. And even though it's cliche to have Evie be a wordsmith, like that still made added to the complexity it of just, it. Honestly, it feels like it's missing something. It's yeah. Like you make your favorite recipe from memory. And you taste it, and you can't pinpoint what you forgot. Yeah. Well, I just always add my, more paprika until it's Hungarian. But, right. I'm with you. Um, the other it's line. More, that, more garlic for me. <laughs> the other line I really liked is, it's strange because I've seen so many visions that I know to expect all relationships to end. But the ending of our friendship is a heartbreak I didn't see coming. Yeah. Um, and that's when her friends get together, and she realizes they're going to break up, and it's going to break up everything so yeah those two lines uh i mean i actually stopped reading and read the uh the problem with broken hearts isn't that it they kill you it's that they don't i read it to tom and then i texted you so like that was definitely yeah but um overall not my favorite i think this is probably one of the worst books we've done on the pod i i i agree and you know we don't agree on books a lot so um This book gets three bells for me. (laughs) That was sad. I'm sorry. I hit it harder than I planned. Um, Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Or can we talk about what we're doing for the next two weeks? Next two weeks. I'm ready if you are. Uh, Ring your bell for me. (laughs) So Um, for the next two weeks, we are doing Harry Potter. Um, I'm breaking it up into, we're going to do the first week, we're going to do one through four Mm -hmm. and then the next week we're going to do five through six. Um, five through seven. That's the words. Yep. Mm -hmm. Numbers. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to break people's hearts. (laughs) Um, I'm sure like this book, I'm sure there's things about it you liked. Molly Weasley. You love Molly Weasley. <laughs> I love Molly Weasley and I love Luna Lovegood. Um, so. Molly Molly Weasley is goals. So um, I do like her. Hashtag facts. So, so we're going to read Harry Potter uh, for the month of December. That'll be two weeks. And then we will uh, read Eliza and her monsters. Because I can't show you right now because it's propping up my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um 
But Eliza and Her Monsters, which is not a really well-known or popular book, but it's one that I love dearly, and I feel like more people need to read this book. Um, And then we're going to end the year with City of Girls, and Molly will host the last pod of the year. And hey, besties, one more thing. I forgot to mention mention this at the beginning of the show. So last week or the week before, we told you all we were going to have like a questions episode where we're going to let you guys ask us questions, and we were going to spend a week, spend an episode just like shooting the shit and talking about our podcast and each other. Um, we're not going to do that. We're going to postpone. We're yeah. going to postpone that question um, because uh, we've been running this hard for six months and, and we're a little tired. Running her shit down. Um, so we're going to take that week off. So there will be no book besties the first week in January, but we will be back with our special um, guest. We will have a special guest for the first two episodes of season two. Um, um, one's ours. One's not ours, technically. I thought we were going to use both of them. Uh, we'll we may need to talk to him about yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, we're doing crossover episodes with Molly's friend Isaac, and we'll tell you all more about that later in December. But um, we are going to take a week off in January, but follow us on social media. We're on um, TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're, we're always on updating. The- um, we, yeah. I post, uh, Molly posts, we post uh, updates of what we're reading. Um, we understand that our reading uh, speed is not for everybody. Facts. We're we're reading two books at once. We're, we're often doing an audio book and a physical book at the same time. Speak so, for yourself. <laughs> I'm doing two books at once. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we understand just, uh, come back. That's all we ask. Yeah. Uh, and I did post a, uh, a thread for anyone that wants to add to Harry Potter questions. If they have questions or they want to hear our opinions on something when it's Harry Potter related, there is a post, um, we can pin it to the top of the Facebook page. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Um, I, I need to unpin the November reads and pin the December reads up there, but we can definitely, Um, we can can pin it up there. We'll pin it up there for a week and Mm -hmm. you can add any Harry Potter questions. You think we need to answer for you. Yeah. Uh, If you want to hear our opinions on anything. Or if you're nurse Katie, just text us because we know you will anyway. (laughs) She's not, she's not following the rules. She's not putting it on Facebook. She's just going to text us. (laughs) It's fine, boo. We love you. (laughs) Facts. Facts. We wouldn't have get let you done it if we didn't want it. <laughs> All right. So um, I think that's it for this week. Um, yeah. And we stayed under because the book was crap. Let's be honest. But and, um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, hey, I love you. And I, you. I will see you in a week. Yeah. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Instructions for Dancing by Nicola Yu. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.